All systems All go. All systems go. And we are ready to rumble. Just kidding. I hate that. I don't. I never want to say that on this podcast again. But uh, <laughs> we're off to a great... This is actually kind of... We're, we're doing kind of fun with um, Ben Gissel, who he does the wrestling podcast. I, I don't... I've never listened to his wrestling podcast, and I never will. So, sorry... Sorry oh, to Ben Kessel okay. for that, but I absolutely do not give one fuck about wrestling. But that's okay. That's fine. Welcome to Most Excellent, the podcast. We're back. We're ready to go to talk about some spooky, scary shit. We've done two intense murder series back to back. We did mm-hmm. John Wayne Gacy, and then we did the Osage Reign of Terror, and they were both awesome. But I think we're ready to just step back a little bit and talk about more of the uh, strange and peculiar side of things. So we are that podcast for you. We are the true crime, paranormal, all things strange and peculiar comedy podcast, if you didn't know. And I'm one of your hosts, Gina. And I'm your other host, Danielle. And we've got a lot to talk about today. It's It's been an interesting past couple of weeks there have been a couple of new very interesting netflix shows mm-hmm. that have come on since then we have number one the ripper one which i haven't finished because i can't and night stalker which i actually did finish and the one that we've been mainly talking about which is surviving death and I texted Danielle about it, and I was like, you have, though, because the first episode is near-death experiences, and she couldn't get through it, the first episode, no. which is fine. But no. <laughs> what did you think? Because you watched, you watched, you said the first, the first episode and the third one? I watched the middle three episodes. Okay. I watched the one where they are doing trance. Um, physical mediumship? They're doing physical mediumship. I watched one on ghosts. And I watched the one on Signs from the Dead. I watched the middle three. Those physical mediums were insane. When that... (laughs) Hi, guys! The gooping gaggery. I'm not not to be like an asshole and make fun of people. And like, if you've listened to this podcast, like, we have multiple episodes on this stuff. Like, we love getting readings. We love um, clairvoyance, um, mediums. But, like, this stuff was just, like, above and beyond. I think, okay, this is my thing. I think the older that I get, the more I'm, like, I want to believe. I want to sit here for 45 minutes and believe that a 10-year-old boy is possessing this woman. But the more that I sit here and look at her and listen to her talk like she's Timmy Turner, <laughs> I want to rip my own i would rather count every grain of sand in the ocean than pay that woman to give me a reading okay but what if like she all of a sudden became the rapper and artist known as designer and like she just came through i would be she okay. just like she like closes and she's like to me to me to me turn his wishing for a burner and then like that was like the whole that was the whole um session was just I would be so speaking. down. And but then, like, but you like, hear the background noise, and she's like, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, that's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like, I would be down. She's like, I got broads in Atlanta. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love designer. No. Um, <laughs> designer should do that. No. That should be his new thing. Instead of, like, 
continuing with music, he should become a physical medium. And like, I would honestly be, I would not be upset. That would be like, you be know great. what, Lil Nas should become a physical medium. I'd be down. Oh my god, yes, just all of them. No, but like, that was crazy. But I just, I just finished the episode on ghosts, but they also went into people in hospice who are, like, seeing deceased loved I've seen that. Yeah. And that, like, made me super emotional because, like, it brought back a lot of memories from when my grandma was in hospice and, like, reminded me of some stories my mom would tell me, like, when my grandma was there, she told my mom that – and this was, like, about, like, a month before she passed, like, a month or so. And she told my mom that she would see angels – like, floating around, like, the hospital room, but they were, like, in the forms of, like, balls of light. Like, they weren't, like, angels with, like, giant wings and, like, swords Mm -hmm. and shit. You know what I mean? And, like, they were talking about how, like, people who are, like, close to death and people in hospice have these visions. They're not dreams, necessarily, because they're awake when it happens. But they have these, like, visions and dreams of seeing people or having experiences that aren't actually happening. And I just, I just thought it was, like, so cool, and I, like, wanted to talk about it a little bit because, like, it's stuff that, like, I've heard, too, that's just, like, it's just so interesting. Like, I know you have a story for it, but, like, another one was, like, so my cousin David had passed away a few years ago, my mom's cousin, and he was, like, you know, one of those badass guys that, like, rode a motorcycle, had a bunch of tattoos, like, smoked all the time, you know, basically everyone in my family. And um, he passed away, like, two years before my grandma did. And also when she was in hospice, she wasn't, she didn't have this dream when she was awake, but she did have a dream about him that she was in this car and she was driving through, like, a countryside. And she stopped off the side of the road, and my cousin David was there, like, with his motorcycle with, like, a bunch of friends. And he was like, oh, like, Aunt Carol, what are you doing here? And she was like, oh, like, I'm just driving through, like, you know, be safe, like, whatever. And then she woke up, and I just, like, thought that was so cool that she, like, remembered that and knew what was happening and, like, saw my cousin. Well, yeah, so my Auntie Nancy, she went into hospice at home. She was at she well. She was in hospice, I think, for a few months. She was in hospice at first. And she literally used to say, because my grandma, her sister, her older sister was Josie, who's my grandma. Mm -hmm. And my grandma passed, obviously, when I was two. And my Auntie Nancy used to just talk to her. She would just talk to her all the time, be like, Josie, like, wait for me. I'm coming. Like, talk to her, like, full conversations. And then when she went to home hospice, my Auntie Candy said she was just sitting there and my Auntie Nancy was kind of like in and out a little bit. And then all of a sudden she just went because her sisters were Josie and Francis. Yeah. And she goes, Josie, Francis, if you don't take me with you now, to hell with you both. And my <laughs> Auntie Candy was like, uh, what? Like, don't do what, that. mom? she was like don't do she was like no mom don't go with them no mom like telling her like you know what I mean because she was saying because she was telling she was telling my auntie candy she was like well they keep asking me we have to have them over for dinner like we're because you know she was out of it so she kept saying like we're gonna have them over for dinner I'm gonna you have to meet her I'm gonna tell her to come over here and my auntie candy was like don't be telling anyone to come over here 
No one's coming out. over here. I'm not having anybody over here. So she kept like literally just, but she was talking to them like they were fully there. And I think at the end, she literally was like talking to my, because uh, my my grandma was like her mom. Yeah. Because, you know, it was an Italian family. So they were having kids. They were like 40. So the gap was so big. Yes. So literally just, she was just talking about how she was seeing her sister. Like, just like she was there, like, like right there. Um, but that that's what I thought about in that hospice episode. I was like. It's so weird because all of them have the same exact experience right before they go, where it's just, like, loved ones, I think, like, coming to get them. Right. And I think, Which I like, thought was really cool. It's it's very cool. And I would love to – I want – we're going to do, like, a whole episode on more in the series and, like, the other series that we've watched. But I just wanted to, like, touch on this a little bit because I was just sitting here watching it. And I started to get, like, very emotional because I was, like – these are experiences that I've had too. And I would love to talk more about, I mean, not like me, like having visions of loved ones because, you know, I'm very much a young and spry being who isn't going to die soon. Hopefully. So, uh, (laughs) you never know tomorrow. Um, especially in this country. Right. No, but I would love to get more into like, I mean, we did like, we talked about like more about like, dreams we've had as or like signs from people who have passed away because we have so Mm -hmm. many of those like Mm -hmm. we could spend an entire episode talking about that shit because it's just 24 7 even stuff like synchronicity like weirds like um for example we got a very nice message the other day um from someone telling us that they loved our judy garland episode Mm -hmm. um shout out and if you guys ever like anything please let us know because we love Mm -hmm. hearing from you guys um, or if you ever want us to talk about anything. But Danielle sent me that. And then I was also showing someone Judy Garland's movie A Star is Born because they had never seen it before. But I got that before, like, after I did that. And then I'm sitting in my room and I live, like, on a very busy street in a very queer-oriented neighborhood with a lot mm-hmm. of bars. And they all, like, they'll play pop music, like Lady Gaga, like whatever and i'm sitting there and i start to hear come rain or come shine by judy garland Mm. start playing like across the street and i'm like who the fuck is playing judy garland at this hour what are the gays up to now what's going on what's happening it was just so funny like it's like you get like chills like when that kind of stuff happens to you that song oh my god like well even the guy who messaged us was talking about how that record found him like he the carnegie hall record like how that found him when he needed it most and i was like uh, that's like so that's, awesome. I love listening. That song is like so comforting. I think my because my comfort movie is Meet Me in St. Louis. So I always yes. like I love I love watching that movie and just like that her music and her voice is so calming to me. So like him sending us a message, I was just like, <laughs> it was so great. Crying. It was but so I'm nice. Like, Shout I'm out excited to, him. to yes, I'm excited to talk about like some fun creepy shit today because mm-hmm. I needed a break. I, we, I need we, a murder break. We all need a break from murder once in a while. Not not a long break. Just a just a little vacation, you know? Just just a Absolutely. little separation. A little time apart. Um Well I guess I guess I'll go first, since you had you had the whole ass Osage series <laughs> to talk. Which yeah, I love. I'm like I'm, and it was t- just I'm tired me, of like I'm tired of hearing my own voice. <laughs> it was just me like sitting like watching a YouTube story time, but it was just Danielle telling me about murder and how horrible white people are which is fine with me yeah um so i'm going to talk about something that i have been super interested in 
since Paranormal Captivity did a video on it back. Oh my in, like, god, I love her. 2017. I haven't watched her in so long because like she, I, I, I think she stopped she, making she videos. A, she has a whole ass family now. Like she just had a baby. I looked up her Instagram. Like she just had a baby back in February. Like she got married. Oh my god. She's living her best life. She don't need that YouTube money right now. She don't I'm need proud to of have her. I love the haunted her. dolls in the house around her baby. That's probably why, because mm-hmm. she was like, I can't do this shit anymore. I have a baby in the house. But she's really cool. You guys, if you've never heard of her, look her up. Um, Paranormal Captivity with a K. And she does really cool paranormal YouTube videos. And it's just the stuff that she talked about like was so interesting. We would love and it was to like a new podcast. it was new for the time. Like it was new yeah. for like cuz not a lot of YouTubers t- well, talked about that kind of stuff. She was one of the first no. YouTubers to do it mm-hmm. and like take it seriously and not just do oh yeah. story time. You know what I mean? She was yeah. actually very invested in it and took it very seriously and she would buy was, like, she had, like dolls. A, she had like a like, lighthearted point of view, which is what I liked. It's like she like yes. She loved Ouija boards. She loved Haunted Dolls. She wasn't scared of anything. She just did. She wasn't ridiculous. And that's what I love about her. She's great. Right. If you're listening, Kat, we would love to have you on the podcast. Oh, so my God, please. Let us know. Please. We sh- we're going to message her. We're going to do it. If she I just want to go on message her and well, be like, please be on the podcast. <laughs> it, yeah. It's just like her, her stuff is just so great. And I remember I watched this video like when she first posted it. And... It's something I've always thought about since. Like, I'll think about it, and I'm like, wow, that was wild. And it was one of the first, like, because, you know, we watch scary shit all the time, and nothing mm-hmm. ever really phases us anymore. No. But I remember watching this video, like, by myself and genuinely being creeped out and was like, oh, like, I hope something, like, bad doesn't enter my life after watching this video. Because, you know, like, when you see and they're, they're like, oh, and then people who watch the video or saw it, like – then, like, all this bad shit started happening to them, like, Post Malone with the Dybbuk box when Zach Bagans That's how I feel it. about watching <laughs> The Demon House with yeah. Zach Bagans. I was like, I'm not watching this in my house. Right. So that's that's what this is. So I am going to talk about the Crone of the Catskills and the Curse of the Crone. I don't crone. remember. You've ne- Ooh, you've never heard of it. Okay, makes it even better. So this is a whole – this is a great time. And when you see – don't look at the picture of the statue up yet. You can look it up when I'm talking about it a little bit. But the statue is so creepy. So basically, this started on Reddit. So mm-hmm. back in 2016, two friends were hiking in the Catskill. The Catskills. 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 Multiple skills. In the mountains. And they came across this cave. And inside the cave is this weird looking statue it's like this dark statue and in each eye it's like a little wooden carving mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like like a monk or like a nun and in each eye are three nails in each eye and there was a little tiny noose around its neck no and and they find this in the cave and this man's friend decides to take it home with the statue that they find in the caves. So he made the post on Reddit with a username that says Wigged Hiker the Way. Or like so and he just like he said this isn't his real username. He just did it because he doesn't want like his thing associated with like spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. And the title of it is This so this was five years ago. 
Me and a friend found this creepy statue while hiking, and now strange things are going on. Anyone know what this is? And it says, Last weekend, my friend and I went hiking in the Catskills and found this really creepy statue while fucking around in some caves. It has nails in its eyes and a noose around its neck. Looks like it might be old. I don't think it's been there very long, but it's weird because this cave was way off the trail. Someone had a fire in there not too long ago. First, that should be your first sign. That should be your first sign not to fuck around with this shit, okay? That'd be not the first sign to go people, in. But I'm not. But I'm going to judge people because that's what I we take like it to home. Do. That's what we. Do. I wouldn't leave it. I take. You it would home take it home. home. Well, then yes, that's why. Yeah. That's why you're gonna ruin your. You got to wake up every day and choose chaos. It's it's 2021. That's that's our motto. Can we get tattoos that say that? Yeah. Wake up and choose chaos. Or you know what wake I want to get is a uh, fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. There was like this. That is the it. energy that that man had when he went into that cave. He, he was said, like, "Fuck around and find out." He really he did. looked he that witch like, in her nail eyes, and he said, "Fuck around and find out." He said, "To fuck around is human. To find out is divine," and that's mm-hmm. exactly what he did. So it goes on to say, "The statue really wigged me out, but my buddy decided to take it home with him, even though I told him not to, because his friend was like his friend was like skeptical and didn't really believe in anything, and he just kind of did it to be like." I'm just going to show you that, like, there's nothing to it. Like, it's just a stupid statue that we found in a cave. Or, like, someone did as, like, a prank. You know, they were like, oh, someone probably left it here just to, like, scare people off and be like, oh, like, there's devil worshippers and, like, stuff in these caves. So, a couple days later, my friend calls me and tells me that he thinks the statue is haunted because it keeps moving from its spot and he keeps smelling weird stuff. He says he can't sleep at night because banging keeps him up And last night, someone knocked on his door, but no one was there when he opened it, and he's super weirded out. Never open the door, first of all. Yeah, so that's that's where his shit starts, is that he opens his door. He hears his banging, and he opens the door. If you're going to bring home this little statue, you hear a knock on the door, you don't answer it. Right. I don't even open the door for my friends. Danielle doesn't open the door when I come over. She leaves me outside. And then I leave. And that's what we do. And what? She invites me over, and then I ring her doorbell, and then she, she mm-hmm. falls asleep, and then she doesn't answer, and then I have to go. Yeah. And that's just how it is. Like, sometimes you just have to do that. But, so that's where his, all this stuff starts Tell to Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Don't let him in. I'm going to get that tattooed on my ass also. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God. so this is, that's and that's like a thing that we personally go by is like, if you hear someone whisper your name, if you hear someone ring the doorbell and you know there's no one there, if you are knocking the door, mm-hmm. do not answer shit. Don't do it because bad things are going to happen. And this is a prime example of that happening. This is so, an Amazon Prime example. This is an Amazon Prime exclusive. This, I never want to hear. Don't bring Jeff Bezos into this. <laughs> don't do it. He's not a part of this podcast. So He could be. You want to sponsor us, Jeff? Yes. So. I'll shave okay, his head. But, okay, but. <laughs> we're not shaving his head we're not shaving Jeff's head we're done with it it's over leave it I don't want his bad energy on this podcast I want his money on this podcast but if Jeff but if he wants to like Venmo us real quick like that's if you want to Venmo me $15 to buy ice cream I'll be I'll be down Jeff don't worry I got you just to buy ice cream can get a nice iced coffee from Dunkin Ugh, Donuts don't even talk to me and we're that's it about iced coffee from Dunkin Donuts right now anyway <laughs> We we get so easily off track. Um, back to this cursed ass statue. Back to reality that these people oh, took from. Okay. Oh, 
There goes gravity. Oh. Knees, knees there goes weak. The demons. Okay. Mom's spaghetti. That's what the, that's what that <laughs> demon told that man yes. at the door. So all all the stuff starts happening when he brings the statue into the house. And then there's an edit in the post. And it says, my friend showed up here at like 1130. He's out of his mind scared. Me knocking Honestly. on Danielle's dorm room door with my room that was next to hers in college whenever anything happened. Or we watched too many conspiracy videos, but it's fine. Anyway, um, he said, I'm doing my best to remember everything he just told me because it was a lot. But long story short, he's sleeping over because something is in his house. We found the statue on Sunday. And like I said, I told him not to take it because it gave me bad vibes, but he took it anyway. And he said he's been an atheist as long as I've known him. So when he told, he was told that something was going on, I thought he was just fucking with me because I know, he knows I like to watch paranormal shows and, and he's into love. So he's like, oh, like, maybe my friend's just messing with me because he knows I like that kind of stuff. And I believe it easily. So it started off with knocks and banging in the house. But he said that by Wednesday, he started waking up in the middle of the night feeling like someone was watching him and this kept going on throughout the week and every time and this this part really creeps me out is that every time he woke up he started to smell this really strong scent of pond water like stagnant pond water in the house but he just like ignored it because it's like you know maybe it's the pipes like maybe something's happening and he had a dog so he thought oh maybe the dog like rolled into mud outside and, like, brought it in or brought some smell from outside in. So he just kept ignoring it. And then the statue moved from his desk into his living room. And he says that every night since Thursday, it's moved into a different room than where he left it. So he comes back out and the statue keeps moving without him picking it up and moving no. it. So he's like, well, maybe it's my dog. Maybe it's my dog, like, picking it up and, like, moving it around the house. Okay. And... The thing is, though, is that the dog was terrified of the statue. Like, the dog would not go anywhere near the statue because animals know, and this dog know, this dog knew that he was not going to be fucking with this. The dog was like, absolutely the fuck not. So, he says that the dog actually peed in the house three nights in a row, and that she's never done that. And you know when animals do that, like, when it's not usually their behavior, that means, like, they're Mm -hmm. scared, or something's going on. So... He said last night someone knocked on his door at three in the morning, but when he went to open it, no one was there. Again, never open the hour, door. Don't open the door. So he like nothing happened. So he like felt like everything was fine, and then he went back to bed. And now he says this is where it gets super fucked up. So he says that when he woke up, which was until like ten, because his dog like kept him up and was barking like crazy. He said the pond water smell was stronger than ever. And when he went out into his hallway, he saw muddy footprints everywhere. So now these are like muddy, gross footprints on his carpet in his house. Okay. And these weren't shoe prints. These were barefoot. No. These are like barefoot, muddy prints in his house. And it smells like pond water. All his doors and windows were locked. And so like there's no way anyone could have gotten in. Like it's not the dog, obviously. It's not like... The dog put on a pair of, like, it's not those, someone... those fuzzy, like, monster <laughs> slippers that you used to get when you were, like, five. And he just walked outside, and then he went back in. Right. And he was, like, pop, 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 pop. He, the, dog, the dog is actually behind everything mm-hmm. that's going on. And it's just, like, fucking around with his owner because he wouldn't give him, like, a treat or something. This is the kind of shit that my cats would do, so, so like, I understand. 
honestly. So, obviously, there's no way anyone else could have done this. And then he said sitting in the living room was the statue, which had moved again. And he started, so now he starts to go near it because, like, now he's getting pissed off and is like, what's going on? But he said when he started to go near the statue, he heard someone breathing, quote, like his grandpa with a tracheotomy. And then he says he peaced the fuck out, and now he and his dog are sleeping in my guest room tonight. So, like, he goes over to his friend, and it's like, now he's, like, freaking out, and is like, I don't want to be in the house. And he was like, I've never seen him this scared, and he even started crying. I have no idea what to do. I believe him because he has no reason to lie to me about this because it's, like, way too far to even be a joke now. Mm. Like, that's just ridiculous. I know that everyone says not to burn it or whatever, so what the fuck do we do with it? He wants me to go to his house to get the statue tomorrow, but I'm too fucking freaked out to take it back where we found it because I don't want to see whoever put it there. So he's scared, like, if we go back, like, what if something Mm -hmm. worse happens? So it's this whole post, and so all this is happening, and people are messaging him, and they were like, yeah, do not burn the statue, um, it's gonna be even worse if you do, and everyone's saying either, like, call, like, a priest or a bishop, or just go, like, apologize to the statue and put it back in the cave Mm -hmm. where you found it, and leave it be. So, Greg Newkirk and his wife, who own the paranormal, the traveling museum of the paranormal and the occult, see this, and they're, well, they're actually more, like, directed to it. So... After, so they have their own website called Weekend Weird or Weird HQ. And he said just a few months prior to the frightening Reddit post, Dana and Dana's his wife, he and his wife own the museum. Dana and I had the good fortune to assist the Finding Bigfoot team as paranormal experts in their search for the supernatural Sasquatch sightings. But I had never anticipated that the two week adventure in California mountains would result in the acquisition of a new haunted object. At the tail end of the season's Finding Bigfoot filming schedule, one of the production assistants, Chris Carter, was taking a break in the production fan, van, not fan, scrolling through Reddit when he stumbled onto the hiker's thread. And since he had spent a lot of time on the road with Dana and Greg and her tales about, like, the haunted objects, he logged in and commented that the hiker should get in touch with Dana and Greg with the Traveling Museum and passed along the hiker's contact information. And then he said later that night, an email arrived in my inbox. It was the hiker whose name was Danny, and he was requesting my help. He pointed me towards his Reddit post for a quick backstory, and it didn't take me long to suggest that he not only return the statue to the place he'd found it, but to apologize to whoever or whatever they'd stolen it. To return the slab. Like, that was... He was like, return the slab. That's literally what this entire episode is. (laughs) It's just just return the slab. So, right. So that was his first response. It was kind of like going along with what everyone else said, which was you need to return the shit because you took this and probably upset something within it. So he said he asked him a few questions about the location that they discovered it in and warned him against burning, throwing away or otherwise destroying the object, which could have potentially made things even worse. So he tells him this, and is like, you know, be careful, let me know what's going on. So two days later, Greg receives an email from the hiker, Danny. And Danny said, thanks for the advice. Today we went back to my friend's house to get the statue and return it. 
When we got there, I saw the muddy footprints he was talking about, and the whole place smelled like a dog had just rolled around in the dirt. So now he's coming back into this house and seeing that there's these footprints. Do they post but pictures or no? His friend went to go... Sh- there's pictures of the statue, and there's pictures of what Greg and Dana experienced. Um, but there's no actual pictures of, like, inside okay. the house. Of, like, the, the first person. So, but when he goes to show Danny where the statue is, the statue is in the middle of the hallway, and there is a giant crack in the wall that looks like it was thrown, like, against the wall, and it landed in the middle of the hallway. And he was like, I never touched it, and I left this in the living room. Like, why would you damage your own house? Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Especially, like, I can understand, maybe you're like... If you're pulling a prank or something, you want to you want to draw on the wall, you want to do whatever, fine. You're not going to put a whole crack in your right. wall. Right. Or you're like me, where you hide under Danielle's bed. Yeah. And then wait till she gets back in her room and then crawl out on mm-hmm. all four. All, all four is just going to yep. shit out of her. That's yep. fine. But not to this degree. Okay. So they find this thing in the hallway with the big crack on the wall. And he says, we did what you said and explained that we were sorry about taking it. And that we wanted to give it back to the cave and asked it what we should do. So now they're asking the statue, like, what do you want? Like, what do you want from us? What do you want us to do? And he said, I don't know if it was the feeling you were talking about, but we both just felt like we should never go back to that Mm. cave again. He said, like, he felt we needed to send it to you. So basically, he's like, I felt like we should just send it to you, to the museum, instead of going back to this cave and having something possibly worse happen. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I, you know what, honestly, I would be scared to do that, too, because now, you, like, you're driving with this thing, and, like, you're bringing, like, what if something happens? You know, like, how with Annabelle, with Ed yeah. and Lorraine Warren. Like, you, now you have that thing in the car with you, like, I would be scared that it would Or also, like, you've, ang- you've, or have you've angered something that was in that cave. You're going back and opening yourself up to something attaching to you and coming back. So, like, I'd be like, no, thank you. Right. So... He said, when we were standing in the hallway talking to this thing, his dog started barking like crazy outside. And when we went to see what was going on, we both thought we saw a woman standing in the dark corner of his living room. So this is what I like. He describes this. And I remember like when Kat was talking about this on the video, I was like, absolutely the fuck not. I would shit my pants completely if this happened. So they say they both see this old like crone this old woman and he said she was totally naked really old and dripping water and her eyes sort of glowed in the dark she was hunched over near the shelves we both freaked out and ran outside and he said this was the middle of the day so this isn't even like at night when all the creepy shit is going this is broad daylight mama they're seeing this old ass hunched over fucking trash lady from labyrinth She had all this trash on her back, and she was like, hello, you want some lipstick? No, that's not what happened. But On see this, God. Like, old- on God. <laughs> I would backflip out of a fucking window. I would be gone. Never seen again. I would literally get a, I would. I would I break the living like, room curtain rod, pole vault myself right out the house. Never seen again. Gone. Right. And But my thing is, like, and, like, it's it's so easy to say something like this, like, when you're not the one experiencing something, I would have pulled out my fucking iPhone 
so goddamn fast and then like hold on mama pose pose for a second let me get this real quick and get this money no let's go i need money more than my soul right now okay so i'm gonna get that picture of that crone in my room she's not paying right zach bacon's would give you like a good four hundred dollars for the photo so you know i think that's worth it four hundred dollars he needs to. He needs. He needs to put he in more you a than good, that. If he you would want give that you kind a good five hundred and ninety-seven dollars and not a penny more. He's like he hands me a five-dollar bill. He's like, don't spend it all. He at one slides place. it across and then the I would table go directly to Taco Bell. Slides it across the table. <laughs> Buy yourself something nice. You know. Yes, exactly. So they see this crone in the middle of the day, and they both freak out and run outside. And he said, whoever it was, wasn't there when we went back in. She was like, I gotta go. She was like, I have an appointment. I have to leave. I have to get my nails done. That crone said, I have a dick appointment. I gotta go. (laughs) Right. So he says, we grabbed the statue, apologized to it again, wrapped it in a pillowcase, put it in a box, and then we're like, okay, we're just gonna send it. Like, no more of these shenanigans because they've already bullshit their pants. Just kidding. Neither of them did that. But you know what? Maybe they didn't didn't include it. I don't know. We'll never know. Maybe. <laughs> so to answer, it says to answer your questions. I didn't see any jewelry or pictures or anything by the statue, but there were a lot of leaves covering it. Like when they found it, there was some broken glass and a cup near the fire. My friend says he thinks there might have been some hair on it, but he brushed it off without no. thinking about it. Okay, that would have been important to mention. No. In the first place, you have hair on this shit. Obviously, someone's doing some rituals shit's going on okay so we don't remember any weird symbols or anything in the cave there was a lot of twigs piled around the foot of the statue but that's it everyone has always talked about how people go into those parts of the woods to worship the devil or do ceremonies and stuff even when my parents were kids the woods are not far from where we were and are even called oh it was taken out so it's it's called something else but they're not talking about it And he was like, I told him to leave the statue there because it was probably from some weird ceremony. Um, But, like, again, his friend was like, I don't believe in any of that and I'm going to take it anyways. So he ends up by saying, right now it's sitting in the trunk of his car at his house. Give me your address and we'll mail it to you tomorrow. If I knew it was going to be this bad, I would have never let him take it out of the cave. Thanks for not calling us idiots and telling us how stupid we are like the rest of the thread. This is the whole reason I used to throw away to begin with. So... He gets the address, and he sends it to Greg and Dana at the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult. So they get the statue, and they carry the box into the weird headquarters office and placed it on the desk. He says, we carefully cut the package open to reveal a hard lump wrapped in a stained pillowcase. As we slowly peeled back the cloth, rusty nails hammered into wooden eyes became visible, followed by a noose tightened around its neck. Whatever purpose this piece was created for, it wasn't nice. Really? Some, like, little girl made it. It was Skeletor. He said, I am not nice. And he made the doll. He said, I am not nice. So, as he said, as we do with all items that arrive at the museum, we snapped a series of preliminary photos capturing the artifact just as it was when it arrived. Jotted down some notes and took a few measurements. Then we locked it in the office and left to run errands. So they put it in the office with like they have they have a bunch of haunted objects. It's kind of like the mm-hmm. Warren's Museum. 
um, but just smaller and they do more traveling. So it's like, this is normal to them. Like this is just like another day at the office for them. So he says later that evening, they were sitting in their living room watching a movie and all of a sudden there was this like big commotion coming from the office. And at first they thought, because they had two cats, so they were like, oh, maybe it's just the cats, like, fighting or something happened. Um, And he says, I volunteered to break up the fight, only to realize upon walking into the office that the door had been closed the entire time. Nothing seemed out of place, and the cats were nowhere to be found. So the cats weren't even in the Mm -hmm. office. They were in a completely another room, and they were actually scared and kind of, like, cowering beneath the bed. And we're like afraid to leave under the bed. So he walks back I thought, into the you office. Know, like, the cats were like something happened to them, and I was like, "Oh my god, she ate them!" <laughs> no, 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 no sad animal stories here. I was like, today. "Oh my god, the crow so ate these back- cats!" <laughs> <laughs> she did not. She did not. If anything, she would buy them nice I was toys. Like, that hungry give them bitch. some treats. <laughs> exactly. So. He says, I walked back into the office to look for the source of the noises, and everything in, seemed in order until I almost stepped on Jesus. No, that's what So, lying, lying on the floor was a plastic figurine of Christ, normally nailed. So, they had, like, a little crucifix on the wall with, mm-hmm. like, Jesus on it. As opposed and to whom? The crucifix, you know, who's going also be on the cross? Larry David? Sometimes there are there are crucifixes without Jesus on them. Mm-hmm. Not all crucifixes mm-hmm. have Jesus, asshole. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay? Sure. Be quiet. Sure. Anyways, Christ had flown off the wall and his arm broke off on the floor. He says, as I turned over as I turned it over in my hands, I realized he was missing cr- an cr- arm. I mean We listen. have that, but it's a baby Jesus in our old nativity scene and he doesn't have an arm, so one time my dad cut out a little piece of paper oh. and colored on it in new no. crayon and then stuck it in the hole where it broke. No. But that's not this situation. That crone this, told Jesus, she said, from... hey, can you give me a hand? And he really did. You know? They reenacted that. <sighs> this is why no one's going <laughs> to listen to this. reenacted the scene from Toy <laughs> no Story one's... where he, Woody's like, Buzz, could you give me a hand? And he just throws his arm at him. Christ said. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So... He said, on the complete opposite side of the room, swinging silently on a cross hung in the corner, was Jesus' missing appendage. Something had not only managed to pull Christ from the crucifix without removing it from the wall, it had thrown the figure across the room. And he said, I've still never been able to find the nails from Jesus' hands and feet. Absolutely not. And then he said, sitting directly below the now desecrated cross was the crown. No. So... He's, he was like, they're like, whether or not that's to blame, like, this is insane. So they're like, now we're going to set up a 24-hour surveillance mm-hmm. camera to see if it actually moves anything. So they placed a motion-activated trail camera in, a, in the corner of the office facing in the direction of the crucifix where it hung, covering a selection of the most active artifacts in the collection. And so he was like, if there's something going on, like, we're going to catch it on camera. For nearly two months, the motion-activated camera sat in the room, but when we checked the card each morning, there was no evidence of paranormal activity, like, occasional bumps in the night, but other than that, like, nothing flying across the room. But then, on March 2nd, between the hours of 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., the camera triggered three times. 
And there's actually, you can like look up the video of this online. They have it on their website. And it says, initial analysis showed a few strange anomalies floating in and out of frame, one of which even appeared to have its own light source. But it wasn't until we stitched the frames together that we discovered something really eerie. The crone had moved ever so slightly on its own. So this is where it gets even stranger. So several weeks later, with no further anomaly activity, Dana called me into the living room to ask me why I'd stood on the furniture after a shower. Because she was like, the couch is wet. Like, there's a wet, like, footprint Mm -hmm. on the couch. Like, did you lean on it? Like, what happened? And she pointed to the wet footprints that appeared to stand on the back of the couch. Only I hadn't taken a shower for hours. He's like, I've been showered. He said, for days. You know, I was just going to say that. I was like, I've been showered (laughs) in the month, but I didn't want (laughs) to offend anyone. But guys, if you're listening to this podcast, we're just assholes. No offense to you. I'm sure you shower a healthy amount. So (laughs) he said, and now, now the scent of pond water is coming back to the story. So now Dana and Greg are starting to smell Now Dana water really knows that he house. hasn't charged them. <laughs> no, we're never going to have anyone on this podcast. Well, I would love to be on our podcast. I would love to be on our podcast talking about this man who doesn't shower. That's true. He's going to never listen to this podcast because we talk smack about him. That's something that's not even true. What if that was the whole thing? It was like, it wasn't pond water. It was just people like not people showering. not washing their I mean, asses. Hey. Which happens a lot. Happens that's more than you think. But I don't think that I don't think this this was the case. I think they had a demon in their house. So she said, for days the earthy scent of pond water lingered in the house with an intense feeling of dread and paranoia following it. There was an undeniable sense that something was with us, just waiting for the right moment to reveal itself. Um, one evening, after enduring the overbearing weight of a hidden presence and stink of algae for two weeks, we'd had enough. We were in the middle of a new episode of Paranormal Lockdown when the smell of pond water became so great that we couldn't stand it. So this is where they get to the point where they're like haunted objects are like misbehaving children and will respond kind of if like you threaten it. Like he says, like sometimes they throw tantrums and this stuff happens and you have to be like, you're not going to do this anymore. Otherwise, like you're getting Mm -hmm. locked up basically is what they're saying. They said... So go tell that long tongue. They said like, not on my watch. <laughs> I said Johnny Cash, and you said that the the meme. Right. So he said we were past due for a sit down discussion with the crow. Can Honestly, you imagine just like, like sitting in the statue down, this like demon statue, and being like, "You need to shut yeah. the fuck up. Like, you need to honestly stop. Like, this is getting like a bit much, and like we don't know what to tell you at this point. Like." And, like, that's what they said. And the statue was, like, you're absolutely right. Like, I've been really toxic. <laughs> and, like, the statue, the statue like, did sat an apology video. and did, like, a, st- a story time yeah. and apo- apology video and was, like, I take full responsibility for mm-hmm. my actions. And, like, I hope you guys can forgive me. You know, I'm so disappointed by what I've done. And, like, I'm hoping we can all yeah. just move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And it was really great. No, that's not what happened. So what happened? No, what had happened was this. was that was that they stormed into the office, grabbed the carving, marched back into the living room, slammed it down on the coffee table, sat back down on the couch, and began addressing it directly, and saying that we're happy to give you a home, but this is our house. We have rules, and if you're gonna do this shit, we're gonna lock you in a box. And you're not coming back out and you can't do your bullshit. 
You can't be back in your bullshit. And they said, if we'd left you with the hikers, you would have found your way into a fire pit or a garbage can. If you found your way to a priest, you would be bound and buried or worse, locked on a dusty shelf for years. We're happy for you to live here, but only if you respect the situation. If you've got unfinished business, we'll help you put it to bed. But if you don't treat us respectfully, you're going in the box. I'm going to start telling you They literally everyone. told this crone, we're going to put you in the bear pit. If you don't behave, you're going in the bear pit. Like, we're going to throw you in the fucking bear pit mm-hmm. if you don't fucking stop. So, Greg says, in the box is a phrase we've reserved for artifacts that don't play nice, have nasty side effects, or just plain benevolent. These objects, unlike the rest of the collection, have their own dedicated lockboxes, solitary confinement. So, he's like, as soon as I use the magic words, Dana sprang off the couch, drawing attention to the sound of rushing water from the other side of the house. So, all of a sudden, it sounds like this loud, rushing water. And they're like, is it the pipes? So, she hears this rushing water, and they're like, oh, we hope it's not, like, something with the laundry room. Rushed toward the sound, only for it to cease as we entered the hall. There was no water, but behind us in the living room, we could hear a dull thud of something hitting the floor. The crone had managed to roll off the coffee table and under where they had the TV stand. So Greg goes and he kneels down to reach under to grab the carving. And Dana yells and runs over to him and she gets there right as the TV is about to fall on him. As he's reaching for the statue under the TV, and Dana catches the TV, and it almost fell directly onto The his thing head. is, if now you fuck with my plasma screen TV, <laughs> I'm going to have to charge you rent. Now there's an issue. Now we got now an issue. Now there's a real big problem. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what it that's comes to. It's like, oh, you're fucking with my TV now? now? You're not going to fuck Absolutely with my TV. Not. not today, South and Right. It's not the mess. So he says, as we shared a brief look of fear and agreement, three loud knocks reverberated from the living room wall, rattling the picture frames and flicking the bulb from the single lamp providing a room with light. And then, this is my favorite part, he goes, in the box it is. <laughs> he was like, me and my, me he was and like my, you're going in the fucking bear pit. Up. In the box it is. You, when your cat's going shut the fuck up. <laughs> So it says, that evening, the crone became one of the few objects not stored in an open-air display when not on tour. We prepared a special box for the statue, wrapped it in black. Oh, sorry, not in black. The crone was like, when I was arrested, I was dressed in black. Oh my god, imagine. That's what happened. No, they wrapped it back. (laughs) They wrapped it back in black. No. Back, Back in black. It hit the sack. It's gonna sit. No. In the no, <laughs> we're not we're not continuing. Anyway, they wrapped it in the pillowcase, and the, so they have it there, and it is shut with a padlock. This is, and it says the strange sense and terrible feelings all but disappeared, but the shadowy presence never quite left. And so he says the purpose of the museum has always been to provide a public and rare hands-on experience with haunted items, kind of like Jack's yeah. museum in Vegas. Um, that people can't get anywhere else in the world. But he says the crone is clearly different because people still, like, well, number one, they have look but don't touch yeah. artifacts. And that is definitely one of the look but don't touch, like, at all. Um, but people, like, when they see it, don't even want to look at it. Or, like, if they do, 
they get like really like bad, uncomfortable, weird mm-hmm. sensations. Um, some people say that their eyes like get like a burning sensation, as if the statue was trying to avert the gaze of curious onlookers. Also, overwhelming fear and anxiety accompany the opening of the Crohn's padlocked home, and the hands-off policy barely mattered as visitors seemed to instinctively recoil mm-hmm. from the artifact. Like, people were just like, no, 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 nay, nay, like, we're not, we're not doing this. He says, psychics and sensitives in particular had the most visceral reaction to the Crone. Some believe it was created as a vessel for inhuman spirits. Some believe it was a curse intended to blind and kill an unlucky victim. And you're going to love this. Our boy, Chip Coffee, <gasps> also got involved. And he said Chip Coffee wanted a straight up uh, exercise of the figure with holy water blessed by the Pope himself. He was like, We're going to Il Papa. We're going and we're going to get. We're going to the Il Papa cleanse. John. <laughs> They blossomed no. with pizza sauce from Papa no. John. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So people have, a, like, a lot of, like, different psychics and different people have an idea of, like, what it is. And they're like, I don't think it's so much as, like, a she as it is, like, an it. And the carving and the entity attached to it um, was very different. Um, and this would explain the mismatched age of the carving, the nails, mm-hmm. and rope. Because they're like, I don't think they, this all came together at once. And it was mentioned that whatever was containing the crone, um, she could see it and explain its purpose and that the entity like wasn't yeah. happy about it. So as the museum traveled to events around the country, from Ohio State Reformatory to Colorado Stanley Hotel, thousands of people weighed in on the crone. Many of them experienced the musty smell of stagnant water felt the creeping onset of the entity's presence, and even few captured photographs of the artifact move on its own. And I just think this is so cool because I've also had that experience where, like, you smell Mm -hmm. something, or, like, you just have that, like, it's a feeling in your gut. Like, it's an instinct feeling when something isn't right, and you're like, absolutely not. So, nearly six months after the crone arrived at Weird Headquarters, it remained on the very short no-touching list went on tour and sealed in a padlock case when not on display. With the paranormal, intention is everything. I can't stress this enough. If you go into a haunted location, intending to have a scary, aggressive experience, you'll probably have one. So he's, like, saying, like, if, like, you go and you see this thing and you're like, oh, like, I want it to do something to me or I want to have this experience with it, like, it'll probably happen because you're bringing mm-hmm. that onto yourself. And, that may, and I feel like that's the case of, like, a lot of hauntings and a lot of possessions is people bring stuff onto themselves through, like, weird shit that they're involved in or them, like, wanting to have that experience. And that's... Because I feel like it happens, like, when we're watching, like, Paranormal State yeah. and things like that, like, every time we're like, these people brought the shit in. You know what and I mean? And, too, I think that's why I really like... I That's why I like <laughs> Kat's videos because she always talks about the fact that, like, so she's really big into um, Ouija boards. And she was always talking about how mm-hmm. if you're scared and you go into it scared and you bring that energy of like being so desperate for something to happen and something scary to happen, something scary is going to happen to you because you're attracting that energy. You're right. opening yourself to what's going to happen versus if you go into something and you're just like, okay, I'm protected, like nothing's going to get in, like 
it's good, that's a whole different experience that you're going to get into. Right. People need to learn how to guard yeah. themselves and guard their spirit because otherwise, like, and that, like that's just the case with like so mm-hmm. many hauntings and on so many shows, like people just are just like, well, and if that's always like especially on like oh paranormal state. When they're like, oh, we don't know how this happened. And what's the one episode where the guy was like, oh, actually, I was trying to turn myself so into a So I made a, a pact with the devil. I'm like, and okay. I made, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, anyway, he was like, yeah, but, like, I don't know if that had He's anything like, that to do nothing, with it. And I was like, my guy. Probably nothing, but, like, you know. And I was like, uh, hello? Is this thing and on? I remember just, like, what was, I think Danielle and I, there's so many times, have watched Paranormal State. And we rewind it just to laugh at Ryan Beal's facial expressions when talking to people. I mean, nothing will be because he just cannot. Nothing will be the Knickerbocker (laughs) Hotel where that lady was like, "Are you hearing me?" And his eyes got all wide. I was like, "This is literally (laughs) me." If I had to hear this, I'd be like, "He's like trying not to laugh, and his eyes are literally like to his forehead because he could not believe how crazy this woman was." Right? Because like it was haunted, and he was like, "No, like I believe you, but I'm trying to tell you, like." I think a lot – it was, like, something with, like, the lights or, like, something with the she, hotel. I think that woman was honestly just wanted something to be there, and there wasn't. Yeah. It was just, like, this. there was just dust in the room. The stairs were off. Like, there was frequent blackouts in the neighborhood. So it wasn't that the place was actually haunted. It was that she really wanted it to be. And when he told her that right. it wasn't and that they couldn't find any evidence that it was – she got all kinds of mad at him and was like, you don't believe me. Which is why, yeah, which is why I love that show too. They're honest. It, every episode wasn't them where they were like, oh yeah, like this, you know, like for views, they were like, yo, if we can't find mm-hmm. anything, like, I don't know what to tell you. And it could possibly have had some activity. For sure. Like it could have possibly had, like, but it's like not everything is going to be like lights, camera, action. You know, like not everything's going to like present itself in this like, amazing spectacular yeah. showcase everything not you're not always going to get the old razzle dazzle that's not going to happen a horse with painted so, clothes is not always going back be there at your door you know i've never heard that before <laughs> i made it up Ew, what the fuck is that <laughs> i i i have to go now doesn't i have to end sound, this episode and i have to log off my dad the horse the horse of a different color We'll never bring you to the Emerald City. A horse with painted hooves is not always going to show up at your door. That's all I'm going to say. And what? I'm going to get that tattooed Mm -hmm. right on my ass. Can we get that as matching Mm -hmm. tattoos? Oh, my God. So, continuing with the story. the horse of a painted To wrap it up, the horse, of course, to end it, to end the story of the crone of the Catskills. He says that... So, like, basically what we were going back to, like, if you intend for something to have a bad purpose, it's going to have that purpose. And obviously just by looking at the statue, it's easy to see that someone focused a lot of time and energy and intent into the creation of the crone. Because, yeah, look it up. Because it's carved by hand. And this was obviously done with a very specific purpose. And, like, these, like, rusty, the way the rusty nails are carved into the eyes and like receiving a command almost kind of like mm-hmm. a voodoo doll and the noose around its neck was tied with a desire in mind like you don't just make that stuff oh this fun. looks old and really it's like a joke yeah and like and like what like weathered yeah you know what I mean? like when something's been outside yeah. for a long time like it has that look 
And he says, my own personal belief is that the crone was created as an attempt to summon the spirit of a local witch for purposes unknown. The location of its discovery, coupled with the specifics of the carving's creation, leads me to believe that someone was aiming to commune with and contain a particular spirit. Dana, on the other hand, believes that the figure was created as sort of a protection object used to ward at, like, a sacred ritual area. So, Chip Coffee is like, I'm not so sure about that. So, and he says our good friend Chip Coffee is not sure why it was carved, but he does believe that a Babylonian demon is attached to it. And this demon has, like, 50 different names, but the name it goes by is Marduk, and Marduk is associated with water. So it's this ancient Babylonian mm-hmm. water demon attached to Which, the Which, honestly, here on this podcast, we stand coffee. I love Chip Coffee. I believe oh, everything yeah. he says. If Chip Coffee says that this that the crone is inhabited by a Babylonian water demon named Psyduck. Just kidding. Who am I? Who am I to refute him? (laughs) If he says to me that, you know, Psyduck is there, if he said that, like, what was that one little, what was that one (laughs) other one called? He was like, Jellyfish Star. What was his name? (laughs) I don't know. His name was, like, Jeffrey the Giant. I don't know what was his name. His he name was, was a star. not fucking Jeffrey the Giant. With a giant ruby red. He was a star with a giant red little thing in the middle, and his name was like Starfish I know what you're talking McGee. About, but I don't know his fucking Starfish name. Starfish Johansson. Not that either. He was not Irish. All these are Irish starfish names, and he was. Not I those. don't know why you're anyway, lying, but he was. It was something. This is the demons. The demon side up. The demon side crown. So. He says, Greg says, I've reached out to Danny several times in the last five months. So this was still back in like 2016 Mm -hmm. um, to no avail. It doesn't help that he used a throwaway social media account to seek help. And it seems that he's completely abandoned it. And by proxy, abandoned any solid connection to the place the carving was discovered. I mean, he says we've been he he was like, I'm the get the fuck out of here. Like if that was me, I'd be like, I I would never go back. I'd be like, I'm sorry. Bye. Right. He says, we've been able to narrow down the potential discovery point to a 500-acre piece of land in the Catskill Mountains and have already formulated a plan to seek out the cave ourselves later this year. I, I, should, I should look up and see if they actually find it. I didn't see anything, though. Um, the specific plot of land already has connections to early witchcraft trials in the Northeast, which may provide some mm-hmm. missing pieces to the puzzle. Well, also, like, that land, especially the Catskills, like, goes way back in history. Like, that was one of, like, the first inhabited areas back in, like, the 1600s with all the Dutch settlers and I thought you said all the Ducks. I was like, like the Duck settlers? With all the Duck, with all the Duck, all the Psyducks were there, and that's why the Psyduck demon uh, is there. Um, He said last month, while under monitor 24-7 live video feed, the crone was observed by as many as 100 viewers at a time. Electromagnetic fluctuations, light anomalies, and feelings of general unease were reported by observers, but the most frightening reports came from viewers who experienced strange activity manifesting in their own homes as they logged into the video feed. Power outages, electronic equipment failure, and burning eyes all seemed to announce the arrival of the familiar earthy pond-like scent and in one case, a visit from the crone herself. But, like, this stuff, I'm just, like, you can't, 
You can't do that shit. You can't log in and look at this thing because, like, that's just inviting shit into your home, too. And they have, like, a like something from, like, this woman emailing them and saying, like, they experienced, she experienced the crone in her house and she felt this presence on her. And I'm like, that's fine. But, like, you brought that shit into mm-hmm. your house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, I'm not even going to read it because it's just, it's so much. But it's still creepy and... They still have the crone at the museum, and on Halloween night, there was a live stream 3D scan of the crone, and during the scanning process, Dana Matthews performed the Estes method, which is a technique intended to send her into a trance state in an effort to open a direct line of communication with the entity attached to the artifact. Um, She had spent several weeks preparing and performed it on Halloween. So I didn't actually watch it. But um, I'm pretty sure it was, like, members-only thing. It was for their like Patreon. For a specific Facebook group. Yeah, for their Patreon. So I might have to watch that. But that is the story of the Crone of the Catskills. That's bomb. I've never heard of it And before. I just remember hearing it, like, years ago. Because like, Kat made a video mm-hmm. up about it. And, like, she had the pictures and everything. And I remember just watching it being like, that is creepy as fuck. Like, just the statue in general is terrifying. I don't even like looking at it for too long, honestly. It's one of those things where it's really creepy to look at because you're like, ooh, maybe, though. You know, you're like, ooh, I don't believe it, but maybe. Right. Ugh. So I've been wanting to talk about that for a while, and I'm happy I finally sat down to do that. But I'm excited to hear about yours because you said yours was from Reddit, too. Right? Yeah, I'm excited to hear. I love how we both chose Reddit stories. To talk I, about on this episode. Well, I really am one of those people who used to be, like, a really big Reddit fan, but also a really big, like, creepy pasta fan. And so I mm-hmm. loved that whole community. Like, probably, I think, I want to say it was probably in, like, 2013, like, when we first graduated from high school. I was so into mm-hmm. pasta. I was so, I was so I love it. Like, like, I feel like the best stories come from there. And it's not always the best, obviously, with, like, the Slender Man thing and, like, people getting killed over it. But if you're not, like, super mentally ill and don't take it seriously, it's very fun and mm-hmm. it's very interesting. You know what was the, one of the first ever creepypasta stories I ever read was about the rake? Yeah. That thing creeped me the fuck out because it's, like, a little demon that, mm-hmm. like, comes in your house and, like, hangs out by your bed. And then everyone was, like, posting stories about the rake. I was, like, absolutely. And how it, like, like breathes yes. heavily. I was, like, absolutely The rake not. or I loved um, the the Disneyland one that was, like, super. It was, like, abandoned Disney. And it was the most. It was so terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And that's why I kind of like this story. Because it feels kind of like, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief. Like, you have to just for a moment just step into a, yes. a world where this could happen. And that's why I kind of like the story. Because I think this did happen. I think it did. So that's why I was like, I need to cover this because it was just me and my sister. We love to, you know, like sit up at night and talk because we I'm, I have insomnia, so I don't sleep. That's the best, though. Yeah. When you all just like sit together and you just talk about yeah. creepy shit and you like get into everything. Like, that's my favorite my sister, thing to do. That's how yeah, we literally. became friends. Just talk about so my sister, shit. like she was on Facebook and she saw this post that my sister goes into haunted, haunted, um, like haunted groups and she saw this posted and she right. was like oh my god blah, blah. so she's reading it to me and reading it to me and I was like 
freaking out because I thought this was so creepy. Like, just it was like two in the morning. She's reading it to me slowly, and it was just it was. So it was someone from Facebook somebody who posted it. Posted a link to this because this happened like this happened in okay. twenty fourteen, allegedly. Okay. Whatever. Allegedly. So we're all gonna go back. We're gonna pretend that this this happened because I really do believe that this happened. But it's an anonymous posting, so who knows? But this is right. the story. So, a couple in Cleveland, Ohio, in 2014, bought a 1940s home, and they planned to sort of slowly renovate it. But my yeah, dream. my dream. They didn't really have like they didn't have a lot of money, so they were just going to kind of slowly work on it and do everything themselves and everything. So that's what the plan was. All I really know is that her husband posted this. The husband posted this on on Reddit, and he went by the like the what is that called username his username was lumberjack and he posted under that on reddit so when they did the renovation they did the renovation going from top down and so they're just working their way through the whole house and everything's moving along it's looking great it's great so everything's going well until they start to work in the basement so her husband begins to basically tear down the ceiling and just he's pulling all of the rotted ceiling apart, like off from the rafters. Yes. So as he's tearing it down, he sees hidden within the rafters is this suitcase. And it looks old. And which is not surprising because this house was built in the 1940s. Right. So, of course, like he's like, okay, so maybe somebody just put stashed it in there, whatever, you know. And he decides to wait until his wife gets home to actually open up the case. And... They're really excited about it because they're like, oh, my God, what's in there? So before they even open it, like when she comes home, they open it. But before they do, they're like, oh, what's going to be in there? They're thinking antique baseball cards, recipes, you know, what could it be? And the, the last thing I think they kind of thought of was money. I mean, I you always hope that a suitcase is going to be full of money. So they were just kind of hoping that it was. But their guesses were that it was going to be either antique baseball cards or somebody's recipes or like jewelry or right. something like that. I'm just always okay? hoping that it's not like a hand or something. Yeah. Or, or I was head. hoping it was not a body, but it looks like <laughs> a little, it kind of just looks like a little lunchbox. So it, it wasn't mm-hmm. that big of a little suitcase. Right. So they were like, what, what it, but it was heavy. It was just someone's so, cut off nipple. It was just a box of, it was a box of nipples like at uh, Ed Gein's house where he had a it was, box it was of 14 labias. That he had stored in the ceiling of this house. Exactly. <laughs> um, so they open the case and they find bundles of something that's wrapped in really old wax paper. They unwrap the first bundle to reveal a huge stack of vintage $20 bills. Oh, hell yeah. So they were living. And they're flipping out because it looks like. This stack could literally be a couple hundred dollars, could be a thousand dollars. Like the way, like there are thick stacks of money. Yes. So they're just like, absolutely, yes, mama. They unwrap the next stack, like the next stack, and they're thinking, like, oh, we're going to see more 20s. The next stack is 50s, and the next step after that is $100 bills. Holy shit. $100 so, bills! Oh my god. They turned into data from Goonie. They freak out. They're like, no, this is fake. (laughs) So all of the all of the bills appear to be from 1928 to 1934. So that's what all the the time period that the bills are from. 
And it makes sense. House was built in 1940s. So they're thinking, okay, they're probably the first owners of this house, whoever it was, they hid the money in here. Right. Um, when they finally reach the bottom of the little suitcase, they find a newspaper called the Cleveland Plain Dealer. And the date on it was from March 25th of 1951. And it's just like a little, like, we'll post pictures of it. It's just a newspaper. Like, it was really cool because it was just lining the bottom. Is this old newspaper. Yeah, um, I love finding old newspapers. Remember when I found that newspaper from World War II in my basement? Did you save it? Do you remember it? that? It's, I think I might, it was so long ago though, because the, our, the owners of the apartment were, it was like back, like way back in like the 50s and they had like kept a bunch of newspapers and they, they had, I think they had one of them saved from like World War II and I found it and I was like, holy shit, they had a bunch though. But I, so love, cool. I love finding newspapers in walls and like, you know, when people use it for like, when you're putting new drywall in or just like shove mm-hmm. something in there and you find like old newspapers. Okay. So they go and they take the bills in to be evaluated. Now, some of the bills are actually not, they're worth more than what they seem. Like, so instead of being $20 because of how old the bill is and because some of them had never been circulated and of how old they actually were, they ended up being worth way more. So uh, they find out that the money that they found in this case was worth $23,000. Holy shit. So, I because I was going to ask, I was like, so were they able to actually, like, get money from it? Mm-hmm. I think you can sell it. I think it was, I think instead of being able to kind of change it in, they sold it as, like, collector's items is what it was. Okay. Because I was like, are you able to, like, go to the fucking, like, ATM at Chase and, like, deposit these fucking 1925 Could you imagine? bills? Be like, Could hey. Could you imagine? Let me, uh. I mean, <laughs> Let me get that. But the point stash. is that you could try, <laughs> right? Give it a good old. You, you like try. roll up in like, like a nineteen twenties like gangster outfit, mm-hmm. and just like put the old timey money into the ATM and hope for the best. Yeah, that's what they did back then. Anyway, hope right. for the best, not to die that's of syphilis. True. You know, it's still what I do. Not have I mean, syphilis, yeah. but hope for the best. <laughs> hope for the best and have syphilis. You've heard it nope. here, folks. <laughs> nope, those don't go together. <laughs> okay. So back to our story. Back to syphilis. Yeah. Uh, her husband, he had been posting about the case. Like, he was posting about when, as they were doing the renovations and them finding the case, he was updating people on Reddit. And his username was L-M-B-R-G-G. Oh, my God. J-A-C-K. So he was posting under the name Lumberjack. Yes. And they are literally living. Him and his wife are just living. They're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, He said, quote, this was a wild ride for us, and I hope you all enjoyed it, too. We are boring people and have been dumping our extra money to pay off our mortgage, and that is where this money will go to. So that's what he posted on Reddit. He's posting all of this. $5 from people. Honestly, yeah. When your dad gives you a $20 bill and you're like, oh, yes. When when your dad gives you your Christmas money and you're like, (laughs) living. They were living. That's how hard they were living. But right. with $23,000 instead of $5. Amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. Never know what living that's like. like. I, one day. <laughs> so he's posting all this on Reddit and he was updating and everything. And he posted this thinking, okay, this is really nice, but it's the end of the post and we're done. You know? Right. But the plot, the plot twist for this whole story and the next story I'm going to tell you is just that, like, this couple worked hard on this renovation, but the devil works harder. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> As usual. As usual. No matter, how hard, 
<laughs> no matter how hard you're working to the devil's actually oh like their God. architect no it's like it's like the devil is actually like the architect and he's working harder than they are he's like you know what i put a lot of effort into this house yeah and i would like a little respect the devil is working nine to five on that house so as hard as this man is working so this man's working a 14-hour day on this renovation. The devil's working a 24-hour day on this renovation. Right, he's you got a hammer. He's got He's got drill. one hammer, one drill. He's got no nails and right. a hope and he's a dream. He's using his horns to, like, screw in planks on the wall. We don't even like, know. I've never we don't even know that. We, don't, we, we act like we didn't do four years of set work. <laughs> I did fucking... Eight years of set work, and I still don't know yeah. shit. No I idea. I literally worked in a fucking shop working in carpentry and don't fucking know anything. Yeah. But it's okay. But anyway, the devil is still working really hard in this house, okay? Right. That was the, pl- the, the whole moral of all of these stories. As hard as these people were working, he's The devil's working harder. Working harder. So <laughs> they continue with the demolition. He tears down more of the or ceiling. And the he demolition. Finds- yes. Yeah, he works in the devilition eggs, and he's living, right? No. So he tears down more of the ceiling and finds a second suitcase in the rafters that was identical to the first one. They open up this one. They find even more money. Now, this money was tightly packed together. It's not wrapped in wax paper. And it was organized by denomination within the case. So, like, when when you see the pictures of this, of the suitcase, it's just, like, Stacks on stacks on stacks, just like all in the yes. suitcase. Just you know, I wish my mother had packed me forty five thousand dollars for lunch every morning. But you know, what are you gonna do? Right. Uh, they took the case in. It was worth uh forty five thousand dollars, and they also put this money towards their mortgage. Now, after this, of course, they're like, "What the fuck else is in this house?" And now I gotta know. <laughs> now we gotta go. They're like, they're like. Literally, it was just like Warped Tour in 2007. They were like, open up this fucking pit. And they were you like, mean we got to tear this year. place apart. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but at, at its height, they were like that screamo band who like right. now are all working. Rest in peace, Warped like, Tour. The Dairy Queen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that screamo band. You know what would be a really good band like, name? You know what would be a really good screamo band name? The Dairy Screams? No. I, I'm, I'm upset that you didn't hear that, but it's okay. Anyway, oh my god, that's my story. I'm so funny. No. Okay. So they're like, we're going through this whole house. It's over for this house. I don't care if we have to tear down every single piece. I don't care if we have to demolish this whole house. We're gonna go through this whole house. Uh, so the first mystery that they decide that they decide they're gonna look into is this little door that looks like a little utility access panel. What is this and fucking Coraline? Honestly, yeah. They go through, there's, like, bugs. Mr. Bobinski's there with his road circus. They're living. Right. Uh, they're going to look into this little door. Because they were told that the door was where, behind the door was where the water heater was. And they were, they just accepted that and they never looked into it. Um, the realtor had told them that basically that was all it was. There were, there's, there's your water heater. It's no big deal. Whatever. Yeah. Okay? No. The problem is that behind door number three is anything but a water heater. Because, yet again, as hard as this couple is working, <laughs> the devil is working even harder. Because uh. there is no utility room behind this door or a water heater because the space is not big enough for that. Instead, 
behind the door is an entire room with carpet all along the floor. No. They're immediately creeped out because they're like, was this realtor lying? Do they know something? What's going on? Like, or did she just not know what was going on here? Like, right. what, what, what is this room? Why is it all carpeted up? Like, what's happening? The husband decides yeah. that he's going to go in the room. He tells his wife to kind of just hang back. He goes inside. He looks in the room and sees another door inside of this room. No. And it's locked with a combination lock and a brass lock. So the husband said, quote, I'm starting to freak out. This is looking like someone wanted to keep something in and not out. I'm researching how to get this open. If I fail, I'm calling a locksmith first thing in the morning. Until then, I'm sleeping with the lights on. See, like, I love, I've always wanted to find, like, a secret passageway in my house. And, like, I would have, I wanted it so bad. You know when you want something so bad, you start dreaming about it? I would have dreams where I would, like, go into my living room and, like, press a button in my wall. And there would be, like, a secret elevator hidden by the staircase that would take me up to, like, a fifth floor. And that didn't exist. Like, I've, I want it so bad. But I feel like in this situation... It's not going to be, it's not going to be a fun time. That's just the feeling I have. (laughs) You're absolutely right. (laughs) Because as he looks around this room for clues, he just sees that there is an air vent that supplies air to the room that's behind that door. Right. So wait, quick question before you continue. But I would also be freaked out that someone is fucking living in there. And it's like, coming out like. That, that what, what's the story it's like the spider-man of effort my favorite murder did it and it's yes. that guy that was like living in the ceiling and then like coming out and walking around the house at night i would the first time i heard that story i was like i can't i can't even listen i was like by myself i had to turn it off because i was like this is worse than murder for me have like someone ever, alive living in my house not knowing have you ever heard the story about the guy who was they found him in a wall, but like a below their bed, or either they were, he was either he was in the ceiling or he was below or in a vent or something, and they caught him with a screwdriver in hand, waiting in a vent inside their baby's room. And he, <gasps> did you hear that? No, no, I didn't. What? What was this on? Hold was on. it like a podcast? I think it was one of those. It was like a list. From if I can find it, I will post that on our Instagram. I think it was a list from either Buzzfeed like or yeah, a ranker or something. Yeah. It was, but it was. I specifically remember the story saying that they found a man with a screwdriver in hand in their baby's room, and he said he was just going in there to like tighten the screws on their uh, mobile. What is it? A mobile? That thing that swings yeah. above the baby's Absolutely bed? The fuck not. No, sir. No. No, thank you. Anyways, I want to find out what's in this fucking room. So is he, like, researching, like, how to open, like, the numbers? Well, yeah, he was seeing how to open the combination lock and the, um, it was a, it was a little brass bolt so he could break that, but how do you break the combination lock and everything? So that's what he was trying to look into. So above the door, he sees these wooden beams and panels that kind of look just sort of thrown together and they're held together with glue and foam and nails to make whatever in that room airtight. Right. Sounds so, like soundproofing. Yeah. It, yeah. Which we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. So the next morning he goes and gets a hammer and he just begins to just basically just break into this room. 
He finally gets in there and he finds another room behind the door. And this room had clearly not been opened for a very long time, but the walls were covered in soundproofing material and a white plastic tarp. Um, He went in first, but then he had his wife come in and they start to investigate. Now, one of the things they find in the room is a brown leather briefcase. And they're thinking, oh, my God, yes, more money. You know, because that. (laughs) Yes, thank God. (laughs) Thank God. They really did have a very eerie feeling when they were first coming into the room. And it kind of starts to go away when they see the briefcase. They're like, oh, okay, maybe it's, it's just, you know, somebody made this room to keep money in. Or, you know, they're like, oh, okay, it's just it's just this. You know, they're kind of relieved. Because. Yeah. Obviously, when you see a room like that, you're not very, you're just like, okay, something horrific has happened here. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. So White tarp? Absolutely absolutely not. not. So inside the briefcase, it's another win for them, of course. Uh, They find (laughs) antique jewelry. They find rings and uh, chains. And they find four. See, I would love that the most. That's what I'm saying. I would love that. I would love this experience. I love jewelry. I love antique jewelry. Give it to me. Cut out the whole experience of finding this room. I'd be like, yeah, I would love this happen to me. If even even though I just Perfect. got the jewelry, absolutely amazing. Um, right. And they, they they okay they find four solid ingots, which ingots are little bars of silver or gold, just like pure bars. Yes. Okay. So they find four silver ingots, and they are one ounce each, and they are worth about eighty bucks each. And plus Perfect. all of the antique jewelry they find. And they also find envelopes with cash from foreign countries, along with a wooden antique box that looked very, very old. So they're stoked. Uh-oh. They're thinking, like, this is great and amazing. Box. It's the Dippick box. <laughs> this is, I'm actually box. just telling you guys a story of the Dippick box. No. So obviously they were stoked. They're like, this is amazing. Absolutely rad. Great. Asadu. They were living. They're like, a said, and then they left it alone. They were like, and then we look in the room, we say, whoosh, and then, whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then they, they threw the suitcase on the ground and were like, no trash, and then just like completely stomped on it. Yeah, them. absolutely. And they broke it in half. We're referencing vines, right. guys. I'm so, we, you know what? Those guys from What's Your they Weird know. Story. They know. What The guys from What's Your Weird Story saying we just are having a conversation with each other in the back of the room as two goths are so right. That's uh, true. So, they continue to explore. They find a safe. He forces his way into the safe. And on the top of the safe is a note. And the note just reads, save yourself, in black ink. (laughs) He goes deeper. I don't know what the noise was. but (laughs) I just don't save yourself. I'd be like, all right. And then I'd take it right to the bank and then I'd save myself from student loans is what I'd do. <laughs> with, well, you can't save yourself from student loans with what they find in this box. <laughs> okay. Oh. Because he goes deep. Is it the monkey's paw? No, you I, devil. I fucking oh. knew it. I fucking called it. He goes anyway. deeper into the safe and on top of this safe, someone had painted, like when you open the lid, someone just said, do not. Mm-hmm. He just painted, oh. do not. Do not. Do not. Do or do not. There is no try. It was right. Yoda. Yoda. Baby Yoda was mistaken. It actually meant to say donuts, but they misspelled donut. it. Donut. Yes. Absolutely. Don't nut that one too. It was just old donuts from the 20s. <laughs> I love how you said donut and I said don't nut. That's what I was. That was that my too. joke. So what is hidden inside the safe? You may be asking yourselves. Now let me tell you. 
videotapes. And these are the type that are used in camcorders. And now these tapes look newer than everything else they've been finding. So they're thinking like, okay, great, awesome, wow. We have antique money, antique jewelry, and now we have camcorder tapes. So there are six tapes, and they all have labels that read 94, 95, 95 again, uh, and then I think the other ones, most of them read 95, one of them reads 94, one of them just says 5, and one of them says, like, 4. Like, they all have different – it's either, like, 94 or 95 on basically all of these tapes. And they're okay. thinking – And what year was this found? 2014 is when this was happening. Okay. okay. So they're thinking, okay, these must indicate the years. So all the tapes must be from yes. the 90s. Now – one of these tapes has the just has no 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 written all over it in in black ink. It's like really creepy. It just has no 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 written all over it. Is this fucking sinister? Uh, it's oh my Instead god. Instead of like film. This reminded me so much of sinister. It scared the shit out of me. I was reading this. Sinister and, like, and fucking no. VHS. Those movies. Oh my god. Were some of the scariest shit I've ever yeah. seen. Sinister is not. Sinister is both scary. And disturbing in a way that, like, it's rotted. Absolutely rotted. I can't yeah. watch it. I hate it. Um, but this reminded me a lot of VHS. And it reminded me a lot of Sinister 2 in terms of, like, you find these tapes. It feels very dark. It was so creepy. They decided that they're just going to leave the tapes for a while and kind of calm down. Because as they're finding all this stuff, obviously you're getting really freaked out. You're just like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm really freaked out. We're, not, we're just going to leave them for now and then we'll come back. So it was a few days later, and they are just basically saying that they can't not know because they were going to leave the tapes, mm-hmm. but then they. I would have to find out. I would I'm have the to type know. Of person that I have to see what it is exactly, but I would want other people around when it's happening. Like I wouldn't watch that shit by myself. I'd have like like multiple people come over no. and be like, "You have to witness this with me." No. So her husband, the husband, was the only one. He basically is like sitting up at night he just cannot not know so he decides that he's gonna get an old camcorder and or like he, he gets the thing that you would play the camcorder tapes on um yes they put them in and he plays them and he said that what he saw was absolutely horrifying and disturbing he doesn't tell his wife he immediately contacts no. the police because his wife no. didn't want to know he didn't tell his wife oh, what I he w- saw see like these people are like so different from how we are oh, yeah. because i would have been like I'm watching this with you. I would have been like, uh, LOL, guess what? We're having a viewing party for these tapes. Right. We're having... We have to make everything a fucking viewing everything, party. We have to have like 50 people Everything has to like, be We're a making show. snacks. We're making themed treats. Yeah. We're na- I would make videotape themed brownies. Oh my god. No one has our minds. No. Well, our minds are amazing. I don't know if I would want to see what was on them. But anyway, so... Well, tell me. I would like to know. We don't really have any information on what is on the tapes because the man and his wife decided that they needed to report this to the FBI. The FBI came in and they took everything. And the thing is, after they con- like after they confiscated these tapes, we have no idea what happened. This was six years ago because apparently there is still a, a, like an active investigation going on into what was on the tapes. Now, let's let's. Let's scale it back from the story for a moment. This could all totally be a joke. This story could all totally be a joke. But I don't want it to be. I don't either. 
<laughs> so, so for me, it, it's not. The guy it's kept posting on Reddit, though, and he said he reported that he was asked by the sheriff to take down his whole post and at most of most of the information and to not share any more information because there is an on, ongoing investigation going on. And Reddit users yeah. who have talked to him or DM'd him, they like they believe him. Like people, they're like people who have conversed with him are like, hey, you know, ask him for updates right. and stuff. And he basically just has. And like, there's the always that chance. There's always that chance with any story. Yeah. But I feel like why go to that length? Yeah. To post like that, like those amount of details, and like go into it. Like I feel like people who like make stuff up. It doesn't sound real. No. Like, I feel like we're, like, you can tell when something's bullshit. I feel like we have a pretty good bullshit detector. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? I, and say, and it was also I, Reddit, like, six years ago. So, like, I feel like Reddit was a little more of, like, an innocent time six years ago. Now you have, like, 14-year-old boys who are like, oh, my God, I found this ancient magic thesaur- thesaurus in my room. Like, th- no. Yes. The ancient magic thesaurus. Yeah. My favorite. Like, I think it's a little, it was a little bit more classy, quote unquote right. classy back then. So, so what ha- what ended up happening? What's the, we don't know. The There's no real updates, but the theories, um, let's get into the theories. LOL. Dun dun. <laughs> okay, Ryan. <laughs> I am Ryan Bergara. Shout out to Ryan Bergara. <laughs> um, the theories for it that people were posting on that Reddit thread were that this was a grow room for shrooms. That's the biggest theory that everyone has, that this was just a grow room for shrooms. And apparently, like, when you're growing shrooms, you need this, like, hot, humid environment, whatever you – that's what you do. So everyone's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. the videotapes were just a prank. And he – you know, he obviously has this grow room. He decided to do this whole prank, okay? So that's right. one of the theories But also, about- why – if you're gonna like, also if it was like murder or something, like why would you tape it, and then not only keep the tapes, but then like write no to not have other people watch it? Wouldn't you just like number one not want to have any evidence, and if you do, wouldn't you want to destroy well, that evidence? No, no, no. The people on the Reddit thread are saying that the whole thing, his whole post, is all a big lie, and that he just had a grow room that he decided to dress up and kind of set dress it. Right. Right. But I'm not saying, like, either way, like, even if it, like, was real and those tapes are real, like, I just don't, that's so weird to even have them exist. Mm-hmm. It was. To even be there. That was, like, the one of the biggest things, and, like, everyone was saying, but then the guy himself responded to that claim because the claim on the post that somebody made about it being a grow room said that he knew the person who used to live there before and that he knew for a fact that that person had a grow room in there. And he was like, oh, this is all bullshit because I know the person used to live there. So Lumberjack responded to the guy that said that. And he said the person told him, the person who had the claim about it being a shroom factory in there, told him that the Mm -hmm. person who lived there was a family with two kids. And Lumberjack basically said he bought this from a gay couple. So that's not true. So the person who used to live here was not right. a family, a guy. It was, he said it was a wife and a husband and two kids. And he was like, uh, we bought this from a gay couple, so actually no. He claimed, Lumberjack, he claimed that, quote, the reason I took everything down was at the request of the sheriff. It's a lot of stuff relevant to an ongoing case now, and they politely asked me to do so. So I figured that it would be wise to do so. Um, he also claimed that he does have the authority to share the results online once the case is actually closed. 
So once this case closes out, the sheriffs gave him permission to share whatever happens. Oh my god. Okay. Let's do it. Hurry up. The overarching... Solve it so we can find out. Yeah, the overarching theory on this case is that they think this is either footage, obviously footage of someone being murdered, or it might be, like, child pornography is the biggest thing, is probably those two things. Um, But there was also kind of, like, a weird thing going on with this post where... This is why I think it might be real, okay? And that this person, this Reddit poster named Crimson Wind... Like, the user who said that they knew the previous owners. So now, this Reddit poster, Crimson Win, I'm going to tell you guys what they posted for, like, pros and cons of it, essentially. Because mm-hmm. he put together this, they put together this whole post that was, like, pros and cons and why you should believe it or not. So, in regards to the user who said that they knew the previous owners, that user posted that, the previous owners, like, they wrote the code on top of the ceiling in pencil, like, for the lock. And they also mm-hmm. claimed, like, oh, that's where the mushroom growing it. Like, they were like, oh, they grew mushrooms in there. There's uh, the top of the, the ceiling has the code to the lock written in pencil. Like, that's where they, how he got into the room and, like, all of this stuff. He said that the room was never locked in the first place from the look of the photo because after the door was opened, like, it was in the same position as when it originally started. So he argued that, oh, okay, it's just that the door was always open. The guy obviously knew, like, the combination from somewhere. Like, none of this is real. That's that. That's the guy who claimed that, oh, it was yeah. the, the grow room and all that. But then... Lumberjack came in and said, hey, LOL, we didn't buy this house from that guy. So I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Um, the bigger claim about this is that this was actually, you know how, like, well, around this time period, there was a lot of, like, pulling scams for, like, publicity, like clowns and stuff like that. Where yeah. they were like, oh, there's this clown phenomenon, but it was really all to advertise for, like, it or whatever. So this is supposedly supposed to be, like, one of those situations because there was a movie called Save Yourself, and they were saying that that note was found and this whole case was essentially faked because it was just an ad for the movie. And so the movie was actually directed by a guy named Ryan Andrews, and there were claims that he was the one that actually started everything, and then everyone was like, you need to show us a picture of yourself. Like, what do you look like? Are you the director of this movie? And like all this stuff. So like Lumberjack actually posted a picture of himself and posted like side by side of him and the director of the movie. He was like, LOL, we're not the same person, but like, thank you for trying. Okay. Yeah. And then he also went in and he refuted that claim about the lock because he said that the number that was, it was first seen on was the last number of the sequence since, like, they somehow managed to get it open or something, he was, like, the sequence that we got to get it open was, like, the last number that was on. Or, like, they were, like, the same number or something. He basically had, like, a really good reason for why the lock was in the same position when the door was open or something. He was, like, the sequence okay. that opened it was, like, the number, the number it started with was the number, like, the same number that it, whatever. I don't know if that okay. makes sense. The last number in the sequence that opened it, Okay. Now, there's also the idea that this was kind of a mix in terms of, like, the original poster kind of, like, submitting this story and it also being unrelated to the first half of the story. Everyone's like, oh, you found this first story somewhere else. 
and then you mix it together with this story. Like there, everyone is kind of just trying to say that this all didn't happen. Essentially, is yeah. what it was. Everyone keeps telling him like this didn't happen, but like the guy has like I was reading through the thread comments, and the guy kept talking to people and kept just going back and forth with people and basically being right. like, and I, I feel don't... like if you're making it up, you're not going to respond to people. Yeah. You're just gonna like leave it and let it let it be let it die out because I think to this day there's still people who are like I check this all the time to see if anything happened, you know. Yeah. So that's my first story. So that is the story that wild ass story. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and I want that to happen to me. Honestly, but not anything bad. I just want to find cool shit and money. I just want to find money and like antique jewelry. I do not want to find any video. Right. No, thank you. Yes. So my second little story that I covered was just because I was like, ooh, okay, I want to find out what else people found in their houses, you know, because I'm nosy. I love found in, found in houses story, found in walls, mm-hmm. found in basements. Anything that's found that's old or creepy is my favorite. Um, so this is just a little story. Um, and this took place in August of 2010. Now, an apartment building in Los Angeles near MacArthur Park was called the Glen Donald Building. Now, these two women are cleaning out the basement of this apartment building, and they find a huge steamer trunk. They end up breaking open the lock on the trunk with a screwdriver. And inside, this beautiful, like, it's like a nice, like, 1920s, you know how, like, in the 1920s and 30s, they had these beautiful trunks, like the big, huge, yes. awesome trunks? Break inside they find diamond and pearl necklaces, wedding photographs, antique books, two tickets for the 1932 Olympics, and a certificate for the Peter Pan Woodland Club that is signed by one Gene Barry. Oh, well, yes, sis. Get into it. They're like, it. we got two tickets to paradise. No, they don't. Oh. But they do have one certificate from the Peter Pan Woodland Club, which was this fancy member members-only uh, resort that was near Big Bear Lake in California. Now it opened in the late 1920s and it was this exclusive, beautiful resort community that celebrities would buy property on. It was really exclusive. It was gorgeous. And you would have to pay about $250,000 to buy property there. And it was just like, let's do it. Beautiful. Let's go. Um, Is it still a thing? No, it burned down in the 1950s. Oh, but well, it's worth a try. There you have it. Uh, yeah. There was also Peter Pan memorabilia found in there in an antique copy of the book. And mind you, Peter Pan's written by J.M. Barry. So they're thinking like, ooh, what is this? You know, because uh, the name on the certificate was Gene Barry, which obviously like ooh. different, but they're like, hmm, what is this? Yeah. Now, I forgot to mention to you all that the most important discovery that they find in this trunk, I shouldn't be laughing, it's not funny. It's not funny, Danielle. It's not funny. But it is kind of funny. It's two tiny bodies that were wrapped in issues of the Los Angeles Times dating from 1933 to 1935. What? Oh, yes. Let's get into it. Wait, bodies? Bodies. Two tiny bodies. Oh, no. So, Gloria Gomez was one of the women, and she claimed that she at first thought, quote, just pieces of a body or remains of some kind of animal and considered burying them. She's like, okay, this is an animal. This is like, I don't know what it is. Okay. One of the bodies was smaller than the other. And she's like, okay, what is this? What the hell is going on here? 
she calls the police and is like, hey, LOL, I think I found some bodies. That's actually what she said. She said, hey, LOL, yeah, she I was found like, hey, bodies. Uh, so the <laughs> chief coroner ends up examining them and he determines the following, that they were a brother and sister. Uh, the little girl, she had thick brown hair and her arms were basically laying by her sides and her legs were folded up to her chest. And she was a full-term baby, but the boy was just a fetus and they were unable to determine the cause of death and there was but he did determine that there was no signs of trauma and they were unable to run a toxicology report so they couldn't really determine what killed them except that they weren't i mean it's not proof they weren't murdered but at least they weren't like bludgeoned to death right and they were just found like amongst all this random shit Mm -hmm. in this trunk in a trunk that's so weird so Let's get into that name that we're talking about that was on the thing. It said it was signed uh, Jean Barry, but I think her name was like Janet Jean or like something. So Janet Mm -hmm. Barry is actually who this belonged to. Now, the police thought that she was related to the author of Peter Pan, but they really couldn't find any correlation between the two. Um, They thought about exhuming his grave and everything. They were like, are they related? Is this you know, what's going on here. So Janet gets identified through census and voting records and she doesn't, there's no relation between her and like our Peter Pan man. Okay. Uh, She actually was born in Scotland in 1897, which is like same year as Dumbledore, I think. (laughs) Stop. Clearly this is, clearly this is Dumbledore. Okay. Obviously. No, I'm just kidding. I think Dumbledore was, was born in in 1881. He was born in 1881. Okay, anyway. continuing. Anyway. Anyway. This is Dumbledore. But anyway. Janet was a coal miner's daughter, and she was one of 13 children. Her family ended up actually moving to Canada, and then she moved to Los Angeles in the mid-1920s. And she moved into the building where the trunk was found, obviously. She lived in the Glen, uh, the Glen building, and she worked as a private nurse. Now. It is unsure when, but she did begin working as a private nurse for the wife of a man named George Knapp. And the earliest record of all three of them living in this building was in 1948. Now, the babies were found wrapped in newspapers from the 1930s. She ended up marrying George Knapp, and he was actually, he was a dentist, and his wife had breast cancer, and she took care of his wife and moved in with them as their live-in nurse. And okay. that was around, she was on the record of living with them in 1948, but she could have probably been living with them or associated with them way before that. Yeah. And they ended up getting married actually after his wife died in 1964. So she was with them for a long time. And then he ended up dying in 1968. And she, the last like record that we have of her is that she left LA in the 1980s and she moved back to Canada and then she ended up dying at the age of 97 in 1994. Now, DNA evidence that was given from her niece was what linked her to these babies. Because they go and they, after they found out who she was, they got evidence from her niece and they found out that these were actually her babies. And she is the one that actually like provides most of the information about Janet And she told the LA Times that her aunt had been a nurse for Dr. Knapp's wife. And she talked about how her mother had talked about how her sister had hinted that she was having an affair with him. 
She said that her mom said, quote, I bet you when his wife passes, she will marry him. And she did. Mm-hmm. Um, and after her aunt died, her ashes got interred along with George Knapp's. So they were in the same thing. Like, so they mixed all their ashes okay, together. Okay, so wait, the sister, this woman's sister was saying, oh, she's having an affair with him. Yes. She was having okay. an affair with him. And then she ended up marrying him after his wife died. Um, right. They were unable to find relatives of George Knapp to actually confirm if the babies were his. And they were also unable to confirm how old the babies were or if they had been aborted or they died naturally. So we don't really know. Right. So it's possible that, like, she had an affair with him earlier. Yes. Had the babies and then stored them in a trunk with memorabilia. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what it was. So. Yeah. Her nephew, and his name was John Holmes. And he he described her as an independent woman, especially for her time. She drove a boxy Dodge Roadster, used to frequent the horse races, and belonged to the Ebo Club, a progressive women's social group. Holmes hopes the case won't tarnish her reputation. Mama. Um, And he also said, quote, you don't know the real story behind the story. You know what I mean? They were her babies. We know that. But everything else you can only speculate. I think that these were either stillborns from an affair that she had with that guy because she was with them for a Mm -hmm. long time i'm thinking that she was having an affair with him so how can you become that pregnant but not stir up shit my two theories are this and that's that one she had the babies before she met him and that they were either stillborn like a stillborn or Maybe she killed one of them. I don't know. And they were before and she just ended up saving them. Or maybe she was pregnant and she either like gave herself at home abortion or like something, something must have happened that one of them was, maybe she was pregnant. That guy's wife finds out, gets mad because the baby looks like him. She kills the baby. Something happens like that. You know what I mean? Because it's it's just so weird that you have a full term baby and then you have a fetus. Right. Because clearly they're not wrapped up at the same time. No. So clearly they were, but they were, were related. So it's like, right. I'm thinking like either she was sitting there having an affair with him, had like one of them was a stillbirth. I think one of them was a stillbirth, but that full-term baby is what I find really creepy. Why do you have a full-term baby? Yeah, that's so weird. And also if that happens, like why not just like. Maybe she didn't have enough money for, like, an actual burial. Like, you never know. You can bury like, them in the yard. that time period is so weird. People did weird shit back then. People had too much time. That's true. That's a problem. Everyone had a lot of People time. People had too much time for weird bullshit. But isn't that so creepy? Like, could you imagine? But also the fact that she That's left. Weird, but, like, why had add all the extra shit in it, too? But she like, left why not? all of that. That's what creeps me out, is that she just left that there. She, number one, she left all of it, and then she, like, came back and added more stuff to it mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, that's so bizarre. That's a very weird story. I think I would literally, like, scream. If you found two dead babies, I would scream. I'd be like, I gotta go. I would throw up. I would throw up for about a month straight. Uh-huh. And then never be able to eat again. Yep. I was just, like, reading the story so freaked out i was like i cannot for the life of me imagine and this one's real too this is this is real that can no this is real like, there's, there's like actual historical like and like dna evidence yep. involved in it so it's not just like some weird 
It's not yeah. Reddit story. But her, her, obviously her nephew and her niece are really kind of eager to have her not painted in a bad light, which I, which I understand. Yeah. But also, why did your aunt have two dead bodies in her trunk? Why did your aunt have two dead babies? It's literally like, <laughs> when we were in high school. Oh my God. We, our, fav- our favorite chorus teacher who has been on the podcast talking about exorcisms. Mm-hmm. But we had, it's like all these like jokester high school senior boys in the class. And we would all leave our backpacks by the door when we came into the chorus room. And these boys would be like, his his name was, his name is Dr. Jordan. He's now Dr. Jordan Chua. Yeah. But in high school, he was Mr. Chua. And they would be like, Mr. Chua, don't open my backpack. There's a baby in there. There's a baby. It's going to bite. That's literally what this was. They're like, she's like, I'm going to put this baby in the trunk. Be careful. He bites. Be careful. He bites. What if you, okay. So like, you know how that in the, in the beginning story, they, they put like, do not on there. What if she just painted on the inside of the trunk? Be careful, he bites. Could you imagine? <laughs> I would have done that just to be an asshole. I would have. Maybe that's why she left it. Done that. She was like, "I'm." She's like, "I know I'm gonna be dead by the time mm-hmm. someone finds us." So she's like, "I'm just gonna fuck with people." Mm-hmm. That was the whole point. She was just like devising this giant prank. She said, "Imagine the goop and gaggery." Out. She she rolled up those babies and she said, "Imagine the goop and gaggery in twenty years. Everyone's gonna oh be a riot." Oh, she just like wrote like she's like, be careful, be careful. He bites. he bites, but just he. Oh my god! Just so you don't know what the other right, one's he. up to. You know what I mean? Right. The little girl, you don't know what she's gonna do. Or you don't know what ha- else is in there. You don't know what else. Is- oh my god! Could you imagine? I like how would that That's trunk? So- you know what must that reminds me of? Oh my! Oh. See, I couldn't have. I would have just. I would have thrown up. I would have mm-hmm. gagged and I would have thrown up. I'd have been like, I gotta get out of here. You ever seen um the te- uh ter- the Tower of Terror yes. hotel? Yes. Remember that movie? Remember when like she he finds the trunk that that woman has? Yes. And the, she opens like the backlash and then like the the older woman who was like the little girl like kept all her sister's like hair mm-hmm. and like newspapers and stuff and they find it in the trunk. That's what that reminds me of. I love that movie. I used to, you know what? I had that on when you would record TV movies on VHS. Oh my god! I had I had three full movies on that VHS. I had the the Tower of Terror Hotel, whatever it was. I had the witches on there, of course, with Angelica Houston, and I had the Ghost and Mister Chicken, of course, with Don Knotts, of course. Those three movies on that one VHS tape. That I would watch constantly. But that's that's just, like, that's so weird to me. Like, just finding stuff, like, finding things in a secret room mm-hmm. or things in, like, a trunk is just, like, it's so interesting to me, but just also so weird because it's, like, uh, oh, my God, what's the line from the show? It's, like, you never know what's going to walk through that door. <gasps> literally. Like, that's. Like, that's, like, that's like how, literally, you, like, what it is. That's, like, how all these stories. I was reading a bunch of stories that were the most insane things I've ever heard in my entire life where it's like people finding full dead bodies in their walls people finding like crazy mafia like like insane things where you're just like I cannot imagine living somewhere knowing that this is what's going on like or oh my god okay this is the last thing I'm gonna say yeah these people these girls lived in a sorority house they go down to their basement. They find a room where this guy has been living for a year. Like, I nope. guess he lived there before. Like, he had some sort of arrangement with these people. And he just, after they left, he kept living there. 
like just kept living there because they were talking they were like oh my god it's so weird we're hearing stuff it's super weird this guy was living there for a full year with them and they had no idea peeing (sighs) absolutely peeing my pants reading that I was like no that's terrifying you know what I don't I don't want to tell the story now because I don't want to say anything without getting permission from her or having her talk about it but one of my past roommates remember Alex yes from the first place I live uh my friend Alex she had something terrifying happen to her at the apartment she lived in prior where someone got into her house and stood in her room in the dark oh my god that was giving me chills at all I don't like she told me the story I didn't want to get into it because, like, that's her personal story mm-hmm. and, like, that it was, like, really traumatizing for her and affected her. But I didn't, like, she, she told me that and I was oh like, <laughs> someone would be dead. Like, if that happened to me and, like, so, like, someone, I, because someone would be killed. Mm-hmm. Either I would kill them or I would find them and have someone killed. Yeah. Like, I just, oh No, ma'am. Just, like, like stuff like that. Like, I can't, t- I can't take people, like, secretly. Real, yeah, cases. like, real life stories like that. I'm like, no, no, no. No, 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 Right. And it wasn't, hers wasn't, like, that someone was living there. It was, like, someone had broken in. I hate that. But it just, like, that, it, which is even worse. Because it's, like, then it's, like, you're not even safe. Oh, God. No, okay. With someone coming into your no, house. No, I have like, to sleep by myself. I don't, I, I can't, we gotta stop this. We gotta terminate this conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I guess it, we'll, we'll end it there, then, so Danielle doesn't piss herself in the middle of the I night. Might. But I just, this was such a good episode, because it's, like, Number one, we both we all we had stories from Reddit, Reddit, but also just like it's like weird, creepy shit of people finding things yes. that people cannot explain, and I think those are some of the best stories because it's like where did it come mm-hmm. from? Where do they go? Where do they, they come, come from? from? Cotton, Eye, Cotton Joe. Eye Joe. I knew it. I knew that's where we're headed. <sighs> wow, you said it. You sounded like Susie Essman from Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't know that. You're like Cotton Eye Joe. I am the way she talks. I love Susie Essman. I am. Oh my god. If you guys well, want to hear us talk about our favorite creepypastas, please let me know. Because I'd be delighted to talk about no, 2014. We should, we'll do a whole... We're going to have so many episodes about, like, stuff like this. But also, like, all the series that we've been watching. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Night Stalker, Ripper, Surviving Death, all of that. And if you guys have any stories pertaining to any of that, please, please feel free to DM us. Um, on our accounts for most excellent on Instagram or Twitter, or you can email us at most pod at gmail.com. And we would love to share your stories. If you have stories for other people, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. let us know. We want to hear about it. So on that note, we will see you all for our next creepy, spooky discussion. And until then, stay excellent. Ookie. Ookie spooky. Spooky. They're creepy and they're kooky. Mysterious and spooky. Mm -hmm. They're all together ooky. The Adams family. The. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to try to make a joke about something, but I couldn't think of it fast enough. So that's just how it is. Remember, (laughs) be excellent to each other, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.